0: Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm
1: Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. Hello, friends. Friends. Welcome to another episode of Mom Taraj. Well, that was very enthusiastic. Like, uh I was going to say Mystery Science Theater. That's not the one. Masterpiece I do theater. love that one, though. Yeah. I was going for a Masterpiece Theater yes. feel. Well, you did it. Thank you. It sounds so weird coming from me, who's normally very bubbly. I'm coming to you from the tail end of COVID, guys. Yeah. The last episode we recorded, you knew I had COVID, I think. And now I'm on the tail end of the vid. And just energies are low. My whole yeah. family has had it. And this literally sitting down right here with Ashley right now is the first moment I have have had to myself where I'm not taking care of another person and maybe medium taking care of myself so who
2: knows
0: yeah and I also have it I'm dealing with it and recovering from it with my son and it's fucking terrible yeah my head has just been pounding
1: nonstop for days and can't take it much longer. I literally feel like I want to give myself a lobotomy. I don't know. Oh, I know. I know. That's the migraine because migraine, I'm always like, if I just took like a sharp object and just bore a hole, could I right. pour the headache out? Yeah. Like of this one, because you can feel where the spot is. Yes. I've been a migraine sufferer since I was like 12 years old and that's how I felt always. I got to
0: tell you, I don't know if there's a worse ailment. Than
1: migraines, I know.
0: Yeah, I really, really, really feel bad for for you and for other people who suffer from migraines because this is horrible. Absolutely terrible.
1: Where my migraine people's at? Yeah, absolutely terrible. Get to somewhere quiet and cold and dark. Yeah, this is literally, it's all I want. Guys, this is not a show about migraines. We have got a great show for you today. We are talking to Tiffany Beeson? Can a you believe? somebody you may know. When you first approached me about possibly having her on the show, I was like, oh my god, my high school dreams are like come true. She's so cool and pretty. I let me tell you, aged beautifully. Oh, God bless. Really aged beautifully. She looks so good. I mean, that's not why we're talking about her, but I wish people say that about me. No, I mean, same.
0: Honestly, same.
1: So we're talking to her about something she's very passionate about. Meningococcal
0: meningitis and how it's a very easily preventable disease with the right vaccines. But we'll tell you more about that later. Wait a second.
1: Didn't we also talk to another? Molly Ringwald. Gosh, they're just hitting all my spots. Every year they have a celebrity spokesperson. Am I the person that's hiring these people? I, maybe I am and I don't know it. But as always, we have hashtag swagbag. But up next, take it away, little one. Cake shit. All right, Ash, you want to go first? Sure. Well, I'm going to be right out with it.
0: My shits are, aside from the vid. Firstly, let let me address that. I'm really grateful that it's happened now at this phase of things and not early on because I've been vaccinated and everything else. However, my son has not been. So Sebastian has been such a handful, not even just in sickness, and I don't, know if that's what it's tied to but it has been too too much we went from like a really great period to just like a not so great period and I think the thing that is the most difficult in all of this is that I find I think this is a a mouthful for every parent but I am finding that it's breeding resentment between Matt and I in our relationship You know how I feel about my husband more than probably yeah, anybody. Yes, it's gross. It's disgusting. I try not to come on the show and be like, he's so great and blah, 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 blah. But those are really the things I feel. But when it comes to Sebastian, I am getting very resentful and I feel like he's getting really resentful towards one another and the way that we're handling things and the way that we both take to Sebastian's behavior and the way we both handle Sebastian's behavior. And I just don't like it. It just doesn't feel good. It makes me not want to be Close. It makes me not want to be lovey. It makes me feel ostracized in my own house because I handle yeah. discipline a certain way and he doesn't. And obviously, Sebastian is going to gravitate towards the quote unquote nicer parent. Yep. It is what it is. But I guess I now understand why people get divorced because of kids. I'm not saying divorce is a thing that's even like close to happening. On the table. Just, right. Right. I'm just saying, like, okay, I finally understand that aspect of things it's very difficult I think it's the most challenging part of bringing our two different personalities together
1: Lee and I talk about it all the time that when Luna is at my mom's we get along better
0: yeah because you don't have to deal with it right
1: because so much of it is either me being at my wits end yep and over talked and overtouched, or our disagreements about her
0: Well, you know, the crazy thing is that when Sebastian gets like this, I'm not even the over-touched or over-talked one, that's probably Matt, because like I said, you know, Matt's around so often, and he's the nicer one, and he lets him get away with more, and his whole mood and general demeanor is he's going through something. He, like, really gives him a lot of understanding, which is very kind and very compassionate, but also I just feel like there's got to be some middle ground, and— Right. There isn't any. It's he's going through something and allowing him so much leash to go through these things without understanding that, okay, we all go through things. That doesn't mean you can be horrible to other people. It doesn't mean you can right. unload on other people. It doesn't mean you can dump on other people. It doesn't mean you can throw a tantrum every two minutes. Yeah. Those are my shits. As I don't like this feeling, it's uncomfortable.
1: You're sitting in a bunch of uncomfortable feelings right now and that's just one of them. You're like in a transition phase or something. Yeah, I'm in a very
0: uncomfortable place in things right now.
1: A good place also. Yeah, the world is very uncomfortable too though.
0: Yeah. It's also like there's a lot of great,
1: wonderful things
0: happening but with those good things I think is like trying to grow as a human being and really dealing with some uncomfortable things and I feel like I'm really being pushed had really been tried, yeah. my normal way of how I would handle all of these different things doesn't suit me anymore. And yeah aren't the best so that adds a whole other layer of uncomfort of trying to figure out well what is the way that suits me and how do I navigate this so it's weird but it is what it is in lieu of my own personal tits this week because you know whatever I want to talk about JLo's documentary halftime have you watched it yes
1: I have okay everyone's like it's so good I mean it's not good except it is good because she's just a shit talker
0: I really liked it I really, really liked it. I went into it thinking this was going to be, like, such,
1: like— I didn't particularly like it, but I do like that she is a shit-talker.
0: What was she a shit-talker about?
1: Well, I just feel like she's always kind of, like, throwing shade at people, even when she doesn't mean to throw shade at yeah, people. Yeah, because she's
0: a diva, you know? Like, Right, that's what I mean. She's kind of like a shit-talker. I went into it expecting, like, a J-Lo propaganda machine, and it is that, mm-hmm. obviously. It's a documentary yes. about J-Lo. And, you know, I have mixed feelings about j Like, on one hand, I love J-Lo. She's, a, she's like, a, an absolute— icon and and a mega superstar and she's gorgeous and you know but also she's obnoxious as all hell so it's a mixed bag of emotions. What I felt like she was really trying to sell in the documentary and I think she actually did a very good job believably selling it because I believe it and I don't know yeah. if I should or if I'm just falling for it
1: I think you're falling for it but go ahead
0: is that even though she is this huge megastar she ha- still has to fight to be taken seriously in Hollywood and to accomplish certain things in Hollywood. She's still treated differently than a man would be in terms of like making a film like Hustlers, which I actually really liked. Matt thinks it was stupid. I also
1: thought it was stupid. I was glad that I watched it on an airplane.
0: Oh, I really liked Hustlers. And I thought she was really good in it. And I do think that she deserved more recognition than she got. And I think because Mm. she has, quote unquote, whored herself out to PR media. When you think of a PR machine, she is the quintessential
1: PR yeah. megastar. Like, she like invented the pay the paparazzi, you know? It's to the point where she has to like disappear for a while every so often because she's
0: so overexposed. Right. I feel like she invented the Kardashian way of being, essentially. Oh, 100%. I think because of that, she has helped build her career, but also limited herself in people taking her seriously. Um, And in other yeah. news, you and I need, like, blinged-out momtrage cups. Did you notice oh, she had, 100%. like, five million different blinged-out cups? She had one for the Super Bowl, one that just
1: was, like, JLo. lo Like, they were all different. Blinged-out cups. We need blinged-out cups. You need to talk to your people that make tumblers. Your tumbler talk. Well, I found the woman who makes her exact ones, and they're,
0: like, $90 each, which I can't justify spending $90. Why don't we just have a
1: craft night where we just hot glue some shit on some shit? <laughs> Okay. You want to do that? Just like a drunken glue night? Our poor budget J-Lo rhinestone cup. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You, why not? Let's do it. I mean, I think it can be done. You can buy the rhinestones in sheets. I saw it on TikTok. Yeah, on Amazon. Yeah, you don't have to do it singly.
0: But then you need the epoxy. I think the epoxy is the hard part.
1: What if we just rhinestone some cozies? Then
0: they're just going to fall off. I don't know. We'll rhinestone right. something. I don't want to be the naysayer. I, I'm so good at it, but I don't want to be it. Listen. We can dip it in
1: epoxy and call it a day. We'll make it happen. We'll figure something out. We'll do something. Yes, figure out something. Thank God. That's it. Those are my tits and shits. My tits are that I don't have my daughter right now because my mom took her, which was scary because the CDC, like, like you don't really know when you get the Omicron and then they're like count from this many days. Do you have Omicron it- or BA2? I assumed I don't it know. was BA2. Oh, I don't know what I have. That's the one that's going around now. I don't know. I got the. PCR back and I didn't read it. I was just like, positive, okay, whatever. Right. I don't know which one I have. But I'm just saying, like, whatever it is that I have, they said when the CDC called me to track me, to tracker jack me, it was like from this date when you had like a tickle in your throat. And I'm like, this seems so unscientific, really. Like, you know, like this seems weird. But anyway, technically, me and Luna should be able to see my mom. I wore a mask when I saw my mom, but my mom was like, it's okay, take it off. I guess I'm going to get it. I have to watch Luna anyway. I don't know. So that's kind of the shit. I'm like worried my mom and my stepdad are going to go down with the ship. It's been enough time. They'll be fine. So yeah. So my tits are nothing brings happiness to a depressed woman. Like knowing she has two days without her child. I mean, I am like, what can I get done? True story. Not much because I'm recovering from COVID, but (laughs) ooh, I could grocery shop by myself. Has there ever been a sadder thing ever said? That is the most pathetic statement you've ever said. It's so pathetic. I was like, I can meal plan by myself. And I get it. I get the appeal. Tonight, Lee and I can watch two shows because we can start at eight because we don't have to put our kid to bed. Like, it's the dumbest shit. So my tits are that I just literally dropped Luna off at a rest stop at my mom's at the John Bon Jovi rest stop. The Quaker cheese? (laughs) No, cheese quake. That's what I meant. (laughs) We went further down. Monmouth or the Celia Cruz. Or no, it's John Bon Jovi. Can't keep my damn New Jersey rest stops straight. And we discovered there was a James Gandolfini rest stop, too. True, further north. Yeah. There you have it. And also, my tits are my hair looks banging today. it does. It looks really good. It'll come as no shock to the audience that I love yet another thing about myself. (laughs) I have amazing hair, and I always have, but sometimes it takes a little detour down (laughs) not amazing hair street, and we are back on amazing fucking hair street. I love my hair. That's my... (laughs) My shits are food planning for a vegan lifestyle is hard, and COVID makes me cough an obscene amount, either annoying dry tickle or a completely productive, nasty, hawk green chunky shit from my lungs. And that's my shit. That's it. this week. Thank God I brought up the JLO documentary. I mean, scintillating conversation. Also, I got one other tit. Evidently, I got the antivirals but I couldn't get the Paxlovid because too many drug interactions with my antidepressant and also my high blood pressure. Sexy. I know, guys. Watch <laughs> out. So I got the other one and it somehow has worked like Adderall in my body. Don't know what. I gardened like a fiend (laughs) yesterday. I reorganized Luna's closet, like took the California closet apart and put it back together to make the shelves different heights. I've never done that. That's the only time I've done that. Did my closet, her closet, and the guest bedroom closet. Like, I don't know what has come over me. I need that because if I showed you my
0: closet right now, there's literally piles of clothing in opposite corners. My closet is never that bad.
1: Lee is like on his bed going, I'm so horny for you right now. All this organizing and cleaning is really, really doing it for me. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. And we have a bunny now too. That's another tip. We have a baby bunny that's just like living behind my lavender bushes. Who am I? story. This is great for you right now. I had to tell you that a plus of that other antiviral drug that I'm on is that evidently it makes me be like I'm on Adderall. Anyway, that's it.
0: And it makes Lee want to have sex. Well, there you have it. Next up, Tiffany. Thiessen. You know today's guest as the host of MTV's Deliciousness and as still the gorgeous Kelly Kapowski on Saved by the Bell and a mom of two. But today she is teaming up with survivor of meningococcal meningitis, Crystal Beauchamp for a new campaign to raise awareness on how to help protect preteens and teens against meningococcal meningitis. Welcome Crystal Beauchamp and Tiffany Thiessen. Hi ladies. Hello, thanks for having us today. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the Momtrage. Last year, we were joined by Molly Ringwald to spread awareness about the infection and the vaccines to prevent it. Can you tell our listeners about this new campaign, It's About Time, Stop the Clock on Meningitis? Crystal, do you want to take it or you want me to take it? Um, Yeah, you can definitely go first.
3: Well, I'm Tiffany, and I, of course, am a mom of two. I actually have a preteen, so I was very excited to actually partner with the National Meningitis Association in collaboration with Santa Fe to really raise awareness about how important it is to have the talks with your children as well as your healthcare provider with these vaccines to help prevent meningococcal meningitis. You know, it's a bacterial infection that can infect you very fast and it's very hard to detect. And I know Crystal can actually talk a little bit more because she's a survivor that mimics the flu. A lot of times people don't know, and it can be very, very fast. And so we are here to raise awareness about the two vaccines. Right now, vaccines are very much in the forefront of everybody's mind. It's been talked about so much for the last two years. But these are ones that are extremely important, recommended by the CDC. It always comes in two doses. 11 and 12 years old is the first dose. And again, when you're 16 years of age. Reason being is because preteens and teens generally start sharing food and drinks. And then, of course, the one thing that's really scaring me right now with an 11-year-old, almost 12-year-old is, of course, kissing. These are the ways that generally meningococcal meningitis can be contracted. Wow. That's fascinating.
0: Crystal, you actually had meningococcal meningitis. Can you tell us A little bit about your
2: experience with it, what that was like, how it could be better prevented. So I contracted meningococcal meningitis. I was a junior in college. It was the first day of the semester. I woke up. I just didn't feel right. But I, you know, I just started the day. And sort of what Tiffany said, it's a really progressive disease. I would say about two hours into my day, I started to realize that something was wrong. And so I I had trouble walking. I was in a lot of pain. I was a little disoriented. Called my dad. I said, I'm laying out on this park bench in the quad on campus and I think something's wrong. And so he scooped me up. We got to the ER um, and it was there that we really realized what we were dealing with. And I was diagnosed with bacterial meningitis. It was a very uncertain time, very scary. Meningitis is such a serious disease with so many serious complications. And when we talk about complications, we talk about amputations and organ failure and brain damage and death and so many serious complications. I was ill, very ill when I, contracted meningitis, I had some complications with my gallbladder, with my liver. I still deal with some of those complications today. I had some temporary hearing loss that I'm so thankful I was able to recover. I'm very blessed and I feel, you know, very thankful that I still am alive and I'm here to tell this story. But for so many survivors of meningitis, there are just life altering complications, you know, that they'll have to deal with for the rest of their lives. And so that's why it's so important to make sure people understand about the vaccines that are available and that can be your first line of defense against meningitis, but also the signs and symptoms and having these conversations with your healthcare providers to talk about what works best for your child.
0: It seems so truly avoidable when you have a vaccine accessible to you. It seems absolutely avoidable to keep yourself and your children from
2: something like that. That's so important to me because I enrolled in college at a time where the vaccine was not mandatory in my state, but also not routinely recommended by the CDC as it is now, which is really a game changer of that recommendation. And so I went into college with the usual battery of vaccines to protect myself, but I did not go into college being protected against meningitis because that is not a, an intense conversation that I had with my healthcare provider or a recommendation that I had at the time. So, you know, if I could turn that clock back, if I could do it over, I would absolutely be vaccinated with the information that I have now and those recommendations that are in place.
0: So it's very important for our listeners to know that this is a conversation that if it's not being brought up to you by your healthcare professional,
3: you should bring it up to them and start this dialogue. Which is even great. I will say if they could go to the website, actually helpstoptheclock.org, you can actually sign up for your own reminders, which as a mom, that is game changer yeah, right there. totally. If you get a reminder about life on an everyday basis, that's wonderful, you know, and that helps kind of lift a little bit of the stress, you know, knowing that at age 11 and 12, and then again, at six So that does help you through college. And you're also doing a series of videos. They're on Help Stop the Clock, correct? Yes, Yes.
0: correct. Tiffany, you are such a staple of iconic 90s movies and TV shows. And, you know, I very much grew up thinking you were just the bee's knees. We all did. We still do. We still very much do. do. We're so sweet. I feel like as a mom, I already find myself telling my son specific stories over and over and over again. Is there one story that you share with your kids from that time that is just like the one you could never stop telling them? (laughs)
3: Oh gosh. Uh, you know, it's funny. I feel like we have lots of stories. I mean, that's part of being a parent that you get to put all those stories back onto your children, right? <laughs> yeah. the good And the bad, right? Yeah, absolutely. But I think some of the stories that I love telling my children the most truly is my travels that I was so blessed to be able to do at a young age, you know, especially during that time when, you know, I was doing that very iconic show, Say by the Bell. I got to travel all through the country and I also got to travel all through Europe. And those stories I think have such a huge impression on me just just being able to kind of go out of what I know and really learn about different cultures. And that's really where my love of food came from. Being able to travel and really kind of experience different sorts of cuisines. Those are the stories that I tell my children the most. And I'm getting them excited to travel again, especially after being shut down for two years. You know, we're going on our second RV trip with the kids this summer. I think those are the stories that I love sharing with them the most.
0: Oh, I love that. So we ask all of our parents, and Crystal, I'm going to include you in this as well, this question. And that is if you could ask, Outsource one thing in your daily life, what would you encourage that to be for anyone who has the means to do so? So generally, this is a question for moms, but Crystal, I know you live a busy life too. What would you also outsource? Oh my
3: goodness, gosh. there's just one? Just one. That's hard, Crystal, right? I know. Do you want me to give you some things people have said in the past? It could be like, you know, someone to come over and massage your feet, right? Like totally. that kind of thing. And the only reason why that one came up is I literally went and got a luxurious pedicure yesterday because I'm here in New York and away from my children. And I was like, you know what? Mama's gonna go get a pedicure. And yes, I'm gonna pay a little extra for that five more minutes of yes. massage.
2: Yes, I know exactly. I think I know what it would be. I think it would absolutely be grocery shopping. That's a great one. Because during the pandemic, um, did a lot of grocery pickup, because we weren't shopping. And then I think that spoiled me a little bit. And so now the thought of having to make the meal plan and figure out what I need and go in the store and buy the things,
3: I just, it would be great to have a personal grocery. That's
0: I'm supposed to do after this interview and I'm dreading it. So I totally hear you. Oh,
3: that's funny. See, Crystal, I should shop for you because I actually (laughs) love the grocery store. It's like a clothing store. A lot of other women. Grocery store is like amazing to me. It's so beautiful and I love to cook and all that. So that's the total opposite. I think I'm gonna go with the massage. Okay, beautiful.
0: (laughs) I don't think we've had a massage as an answer. And it seems like a very obvious one. Yes. I know. Ladies, it was such a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much for teaching our listeners, teaching myself about all of this. Please Go ahead, plug yourself, plug the campaign, tell everyone where they can find all the good stuff.
3: The best one is the website, helpstoptheclock.org. You can get all your information about the National Meningitis Association, the guidelines with CDC, which is recommended for this sort of vaccine, the MEN-ACWY, which is the meningococcal meningitis vaccine. Also at 16, you should also open up a conversation about the MEN-B vaccine as well. These are all recommended by the CDC, but all this information is on that website, helpstoptheclock.org.
0: And don't forget, you can sign up for reminders On that website. Yes, that's the best part. The most helpful thing I've ever heard of. Everybody should do this. Thank you, ladies, so much.
1: And uh, good luck with the rest of your day. Thank
3: you for having us. Have a good rest of your day as well. Hashtag swag bag.
1: I am going to embarrassingly say that I bought myself a personal fan from Amazon. I am at the <laughs> stage of perimenopause and COVID where I am nervous about the temperature of my body at all times. And I'm getting ready to teach indoors at a theater in Princeton and have been already told me that there are some cooling problems in the room. Oh, yeah. No. And I'm like, listen, I think every room has cooling problems. So <laughs> if you're already telling me that you've been on the phone with the faculty's manager about how it gets a little humid in that room, I am nervous. So now I am buying all tank tops and I've bought myself a personal fan. Now, my mom has lots of personal fans, so I know bunches of different styles. I don't want anything with little wheelie airplane things, so I got a sleek one. Basically, it looks like headphones that I've taken down off my ears. Yes, it's very sharper image. It's very sharper image. I paid yes. a good $17.99. The other ones are usually about $5. And I will tell you, shit works. It cools your neck, gives you a breeze. You can flip it up, flip it down. I know the kids are going to make fun of me that I'm teaching, but. You know what? Who gives a shit? I don't care. If you've already warned me in multiple emails that this room is humid, I can just tell you. I can tell you I'm hot thinking about it.
0: The COVID sweats are no joke, man. I've never sweat the way I sweat during COVID. Like, drenched. You and I have talked about this. There's no smell to
1: it. No, I don't know what it is. It's like weird alien sweat. You're just covered in fluid,
0: but there is no bad smell, which honestly, I guess that's ideal over it being smelly. Because usually
1: when I'm sick, the sick sweats are nasty.
0: Yeah, the sick sweats are like, you know, your bed
1: stinks after a while. Yeah,
0: no, this is clear. Yeah, my bed is like... Odorless. Fine. It's gross for other reasons.
1: I'm going to give you a one, two old lady punch and say, personal fan, and I got myself to Joanne Fabrics and I bought this Le Pen rainbow set. Oh, I love Le Pen sets. Look at this thing. The top slides up, and then you can prop it up on your table. It's fancy. And then it locks and loads. It clicks in so they don't fall out. This rainbow Le Pen set. Neon colors, vivid, smear resistant, and quick drying. Ten piece do do? Le Pen. That's my double old lady punch. A pen set from Le Pen, and also my personal fan. How about you, Ashley? What's your hashtag swag bag? Um, so for Mother's Day, which was a little while ago, I
0: got what I think may be the best work bag ever. Like laptop adult-y looking, professional looking, but not ugly. It has so many pockets, so much room. Great for a laptop. It goes with my luggage. It has a trolley thing so you can put it over your suitcase. You know, the suitcase rolly handlebar fun thing. Really great. It's by CalPack. Matt got it for me. It's a little pricey. I believe it's real leather mm, or vegan sure. leather. But yeah, I really recommend it. I think it was just a really good good bag I like it. It's not fun. I wouldn't say it's fun, but it is. You know what?
1: Mother's Day gifts after a certain age tend not to be fun. They're just practical, but you know what? I'll take it.
0: Matt's very smart about how he goes about gifts in that I just send him things as they present themselves in my life. And he has a page in his notes app in his phone where he just keeps the things with links. And then when it's time for a holiday or something, he goes and buys it for me. Very smart. All men should do this. Honestly, I have started to do it because I'll think of things for him and be like, uh, what was that great idea? I had pro tip. So that's where this came from. But also, the insert is removable, so you can just use it as like a pretty tote bag. You can put the insert into another bag. It's just a really great bag. It's linked below. I really like it and I highly recommend it. I have it in the black.
1: Thank you once again for listening to us rant. We love it. Love you.
0: Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe or
1: follow. We we are out here on our own and these things really really matter we want to hear from you tell us what you want to hear email us at hello at momtouragepodcast.com follow us on instagram facebook and tiktok all at Momtourage Podcast to hang out with us all week long we are here for you you're not alone we got you